Rolling. Do, do that thing you listen to WTF, right? Uh, Everybody, that's the only podcast anyone listens to. Yeah, I mean, I stopped listening to it for a while just because uh, like he has so many people on there that I don't give a shit about. Yeah, I listen <laughs> when it's ones that I like. Yeah, so, well, I was I was giving him $2 a month. And I, I did that to, for a year. Yeah, I, I, then I listened to everything that he had to say. No, yeah, like wait, all the, all the, I didn't do $2 a month. I paid like $7 or $8 for the year, something oh, like really? that. I just had it on, it was like a dollar ninety nine donation per month, and so I listened to all the backlog, all the famous ones that everybody listened to, and then there was like, you know, here and there, he would have a musician on, like Tommy Stilson from The the Replacements, like the bassist. Yeah, I don't even know who that was. Yeah, is. so like, exactly. Is, is that the but Scottish so, so for every Tommy Stilson, for me though, <laughs> there was probably like 15 other ones for other people that I have no, who the fuck is that? Yeah. But you know what I mean? So right. like, just... So it was like two dollars a month for like one pod- listenable podcast every two months. Yeah, is is the replacement that's that, just, that uh-huh. in a would walk five hundred no, 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 no. miles <laughs> a day? Who were they? Uh, hey, watch uh, it, watch your shit, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm watching it. You can be careful around this. <laughs> uh, no, the replacements uh, were in. Would, like you wouldn't really know their stuff. Can't hardly wait, but it wasn't even like. I know that movie. It's a. I, I know that movie. But yeah. So they have that song. I think it's called. Can oh, I thought you were saying that was the name of the song. I think it is. Oh, the song is in the movie though. Yeah. I think oh, it's so I wasn't. Called. I wasn't being clever then. No, no, no. no. <laughs> they no, they were. Okay, I'm gonna try uh, a few more times to be clever. All right. You can call me out when you catch me. I hope this podcast is all. Clever so what I'm doing in WTF? You listen to it, and they're in the middle of a conversation. Oh yeah, 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 I think yeah, yeah. because what he does, I think they're just talking. He's getting yeah. them all loosey goosey for the show, right? And then he hits record, and they don't know it, and he's like, "Okay, man." So, oh yeah, and then so when did your career start? And they're like, "Wait, are we do are we uh, yeah, we're yeah. recording now?" It's and he's like, like, "We've been, dude, we've been recording the last <laughs> hour." So I say, "Got you, man." WTF? I got you. <laughs> I got you. We I was recording the whole the whole thing. Can't uh, hardly wait. Oh man, that's good for the listeners. Yeah, they're gonna love it. They're gonna love it. <laughs> you guys are listening to Popcorn Breath. <laughs> hey, who am I? I don't know, Mark. I don't know. No, I think they muck on the internet. <laughs> I think you know who I am. I'm Mark Gallagher. I got Rick Doucette here with me. Yo. And today we're going to talk Your cat about... Your is doing something weird at the window. Don't worry about that. <laughs> he always tries to sabotage the cast. Um, today we're talking about Little Shop of Horrors. And I got new What's equipment. What's that movie? You were a little low on that. Don't look at that. Look. No, no, no. Just your, your, I'm, li- I'm listening to you. I'm not looking at that. I'm listening to you. You just went really low on the Little Shop of Horrors. Say it so they can hear you're not fucking directing this thing. I got headphones on. I can. I sound just fine. Don't do that shit. Oh, right next your laugh was too loud. I barely heard that. Your laugh was Am too loud. Am I blowing out the mic? You're blowing the mic out with your laugh. <laughs> uh, we're not just talking about Little Shop of Horrors today. We're talking about Little Shop of Horrors, the director's cut. How about that shit? Oh, we're doing the alternate ending, or the original ending. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like going to just spoil that. I mean, we're not... Okay, so here's the thing. We're not doing an audio commentary. I I'm do, aware. I do have the movie playing. I'm aware. But it's just there so we can look at it and be like, who's that black guy? Because those most of the... I know a lot of the white actors. <laughs> I don't know a lot of them. Why am I? They should have an app where you take a picture of a black actor with your cell phone and then you can... It'll bring you to their IMDb. Who's that guy? Yeah. For, Forrest Whiteacre? <laughs> well, he's good. You know, that's all I got to say. He's good. 
<laughs> so yeah, we got new equipment. Should this podcast might be actually listenable? I'm slowly just climbing into it becoming a real thing. Like, Is it on iTunes yet? Just got on iTunes. Just yeah. got on iTunes. Yeah. So this, you know what? I'm gonna. This is like the first official, real, legitimate. I you know I've been doing it for a while. I kind of know how it feels to do podcast. I got the equipment. I'm up on iTunes. I got the website popcornbreath.net. Everything's this is it. This is the first episode. Whoa, wow, yeah, entrepreneurial. So I'm I'd say we're doing the director's cut uh, of this movie is directed by Frank Oz, and I'm just gonna ruin it right now because I'm not gonna. Who cares? You should have already seen. It. If you haven't, all right, I'll say this: if you haven't seen the director's cut, get your hands on it. How can you do that? I really don't know. You figure it out. Yeah, give them a chance to pause the episode. Pause right, right now. now. They can give, they can buy the the Blu-ray version that has the director's cut, the original ending of the movie. And then and we'll wait. We'll wait. We can come back. Yeah, we're gonna wait. Rick and I will wait right here the whole time. But the beautiful magic of podcasting, Mark, is they can just pause it. We don't have to wait. We can just keep on going. I they feel it's rude. It. I think it's rude. I just want. I'm gonna wait. You're, you're. I think. I think you're a little too accommodating sometimes. A little too accommodating with people. I'm a I man. I just don't want to. I'm get political. I don't want to. I don't want to be on anyone's bad side. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah. No. I, I see where you're coming from. So let's just wait. Don't want to burn no bridges. All right, gotta I'm have d- gas to burn bridges. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, I'm all done waiting now. I just fin- finished waiting. And you guys are back. You watched the director's cut. What's different about it? Well, in the original, this was a Broadway show. Off-Broadway or was it Broadway? Who knows? Off. It was in I think it started off-Broadway. Off it was in New York. It was a show someone did in New York. In the city of New York. I think it's kind of like... Um, Broadway is more like a term, kind of like Hollywood. Like, Hollywood just means movies, even though yeah. most of them aren't filmed in Hollywood. Well, there's so two... So, Broadway, just as long as it's a play in New York, it was on Broadway, I think. is I think that's kind of how it works. I'm calling bullshit on that. <laughs> I think Broadway's a, a street. And there's, like, there's few major theaters there. Uh, and then, if it's off-Broadway, technically, it's in the theater district, but it's not on that street. I don't... I try not to get hunkered down in details. Yeah, but, Brave was this movie to open up with three singing black girls. Who are they? First, who are those girls? Exactly, three unknown black girls. I know who opens one of them up is. with them. Well, one of them is Beyonce Knowles' mother. Everybody knows that. Really, I didn't know that. No, no, but oh. I said it with conviction, so you okay. thought I. <laughs> okay. No, I don't know. One of them is the girlfriend from. Who's that? Who's that black guy? Has a sitcom. Martin. Martin Lawrence. One of the girlfriends is the girl. Who's the girlfriend in, Mar- in Martin? Uh, the girl from Little Shop of Horrors. What's her name? I don't know, dude. <laughs> don't know. Denise! Man, man he's, like, he's all like, Denise! That was, that was, that was, that was that's like a Cosby. Laquita. Laquito. Yeah, Laquita. <laughs> Laquimbo. Laquita. I feel like Martin Lawrence had kind of a bass, like a, like a gruffness in his voice. I got one. Like, ah, yeah, oh, y'all yeah, want to yeah, kiss yeah, yeah. my ass yeah. or something like that. Remember when that show was big for a while? He was in a bunch of movies that all sucked, except for one. There was one called uh, Blue Streak. Yeah, I know it was awesome. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> do you, I think it was, I think it was called Nothing to Lose uh, with um, Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins. Yeah, yeah, and he, yeah. he thinks his wife's cheating on him, and he goes on this whole tangent. And he just snaps and leaves town, and of course his wife's not cheating on him. Right. Oh wait, pause it. Uh, go watch Nothing to Lose. <laughs> we'll wait. Pause it right now. And then, we'll just wait a second. Three, two... Okay, you guys are back. Um, yeah, he, so he cheats on his wife. 
and then he meets Martin Lawrence. Yeah. And all the bam, 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 boom. Pew, pew, pew. My eye! I can't see! Where am I? Son, are you okay? Just follow me. Can you hear my voice? Follow my voice. Come here. They're coming after us. Oh, there's a chopper coming in. Oh, no. The chopper's coming down. Is that our side? No, it's not. Wait, wait a minute. Oh, God, no. Tragedy after lives lost. (laughs) So gruesome battle. The original, the Broadway show or off-Broadway show, Little Shop of Horrors, at the end, the plant wins. Everyone dies, <coughs> and then they have this huge, epic finale. Yeah, where the plants take over the world, and there's a bunch more of them. And and they say something. Well, I like, don't know if they t- takes over the world so much as all the major recognizable landmarks around yeah. the world. <laughs> yeah, because those are nice for film. They're cute. Yeah. So they, I think the way it ends is they say this story was happening here, right in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. But it was also happening here and here and here and here. And they and the plants get bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. And they're not just eating one person at a time. They're giants. So they're eating bus full of people. and uh, Trains. A so train that, just drives into... That know. was the end of the original one. Uh-huh. And that's the way that... Of course, because it's an adaptation of that show, that's the way they ended this movie. But for whatever reason, they showed it to test audiences. Yeah, people... Didn't I like, don't like that the yeah. people die at the um, I... I liked it better if um, the guy and the girl got together in the end because my life is miserable and so I need to project my feelings onto a movie screen. Please change it just for me. My name is Linda. (laughs) And I'm Denise. Change it for us. (laughs) The original theatrical release is the the Linda and Denise release. (laughs) Hey, have you you seen Little Shop of Horrors? Uh... Oh yeah, which one, dude? The Frank Oz cut or the D- the Linda and Denise yeah, cut? Yeah, Linda and Denise. The Linda and Denise one's pretty good, but I'm more of a Frank Oz guy myself. Mm, I don't know. I kind of like the happy ending of the Linda and Denise one. Yeah, well, fuck you. <laughs> but the relax, man. It's just a movie. There's no reason to. How did Frank Oz get into making directing movies? Was this the uh, first one? puppets? Oh no, he did a movie before this. It was a Steve Martin movie. With uh, no, 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 no. He did, man. Uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. American Graffiti. Oh, okay. Didn't Frank Oz do American Graffiti? That was he involved that, in that? That was George Lucas. I always get Frank Oz and American Graffiti mixed up together. Well, Lucas and he worked. He did Yoda for him. So oh, that makes sense. <coughs> so you know, man, this is. <coughs> I'm not. Uh, am I a musical guy? I don't think I am. Uh, I don't think I am for the most part, but I do like this one in Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, you know, Rocky Horror Picture Show, I gotta rewatch because I only saw it once and I was really, really young, and people always reference it, mm. and then they turn and they smile at me and shake their head, because I do know a lot of stupid movie shit, but yeah, there's, yeah. there's a lot of important movies I really haven't seen, Yeah. and that one I just vaguely remember some stuff about, so someone will make a Rocky Horror Picture reference and then and just look at me and go... Uh, uh, <laughs> right? I'll, uh, for the longest I mean, time, I'd only about. for the longest time I'd only seen. I like how <laughs> this has turned into Rocky Horror Picture. Yeah. But uh, yeah, for the longest time, I'd only seen the beginning of it. So them just like arriving at the, it's just basically like the, it's the same beginning as kind of uh, Dawn of the Dead because they're basically based on those characters. What? They, 
And that's what I think, anyway. Oh, that's cool. Just like, you know, Don the Dead is that blonde with the nerdy guy, you know. Yeah. It's the brother and sister, but it's kind of, I don't know, it's, it, it looks like a parallel to me. But anyway. That Barry Boswick turned into a badass. Yeah. <laughs> after that, he was famous. FDR, but American badass. Yeah. <laughs> which, I'm glad the movie got made. That movie kind of wasn't that great. It petered out yeah. here and there, but it had some great moments. Like, the first half hour was amazing, and, and it's, then... It's way better than American uh, Abraham Lincoln Vampire. Oh, way fucking better than that good pile of shit. Rick Moranis is in Little Shop of Horrors? Yes. I was just uh, yesterday, I was joking with a friend about just coming up with porn versions of different movies. Uh-huh. And uh, I was like, Honey, I shrunk the kids, the porn version of that. <laughs> honey, I fucked the kids. <laughs> honey, honey, what's wrong? Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> The sequel, yeah. Honey, I Blew the Kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like... Why, why are you looking at me? Like, is there something on my face? <laughs> Wayne, Wayne, where are the children? They're right over there in the corner, shrunken in fear. <laughs> <laughs> now get a magnifying glass while we look through the, the floor cracks for their souls. <laughs> honey, I... Fr- What's wrong, honey? How, how would you... What would you... What could you do with Little Shop of Horrors... Ah, it's hard to make into a porn yeah, title. Little, little shop of horrors. Uh, little, I don't know. What can like you, little little, little dick, dicks, little dicks of horrors. I don't know. Little sh- um, little chop, little, little slot. Chop. Yeah, this you can't really do much with that. Yeah, this one's kind of foolproof. Yeah, that's why this movie is so great. Yeah, one of the better reasons. Yeah, I'll tell you why. There's one thing that really bothers me about this movie is the soundtrack is fucking incredibly hard to find. Yeah. For. Are we allowed to, are we, is there swearing on this podcast, by the way? I'll bleep it all out. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I can't find the, the, the soundtrack. I, I downloaded the, um. I just said, honey, I found it. I don't know if you're going to Oh, that's right. That. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I gotta get my log sheet out. See, okay. <laughs> 12 minutes in, honey, I fucked the kids. I don't know if that's 12 minutes. <laughs> you should get a stenographer. Yeah. A Read that back to me. Yeah, uh, stenograph. <laughs> yeah, stenograph. Uh, yeah, so I downloaded the Broadway cast on iTunes. I paid for it, because I love this movie. Yeah. Paid for it. <clears throat> but you can't, for some reason, they don't have a movie soundtrack version. And I honestly like Rick Moranis' voice better than the Broadway guy. I, I can associate my experience with this movie only with this. I've seen this on stage before. Mm-hmm. Never saw it on Broadway or like in a major production. So... When I think about the songs, I, I want to hear them. Yeah, I don't that's hear the thing. It's, it's also, people are a little bit more fake when they're on stage. Right. I know this is it's a musical, yeah, it's kind of hammy anyways, but I ha- I have a hard time watching theatrical productions of things because people are fucking fake. Yeah, well, it's that, it's that like, projecting uh, thing. Hi, everybody! <laughs> yeah. And welcome to the play! Yeah, dude, I, <laughs> the, the reason I, I like, I hated... I, I still don't really like plays. I can appreciate some of them, but yeah. but I I hate plays because I think when I was a kid, uh, my music teacher first of all was a miserable bitch. Just yeah, a, I just had a, I had a string of awful music teachers. Uh, just I, a, I agree. I'm yeah, on yeah. Same Her name was Mrs. Just, Pitts. Did that shit, that mm. says it all right there. Her name was Mrs. Pitts. I had Mrs. Mrs. Pitts. <laughs> Welcome to your music class, Judy. <laughs> yeah, I wish I was clever enough at the time to be like. Ah, oh, gotta go back down to the pits. <laughs> you know? I have Mrs. Mann. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Mrs. Mann was in charge of our two yearbook. Two ends. Two ends. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Mrs. Mann was in charge of our yearbook, and I took silly pictures for my senior things, mm-hmm. and she pulled it, she removed it from the yearbook. And I took one serious picture for my mom, <laughs> but I chose the picture I wanted in the yearbook, and then when I got the yearbook, it was it was the one serious picture. I was like, that's not the one I chose. You yeah. can't have fun. No yeah, fun. You're finished good. You're not finished good. I hate teachers. So yeah. I had so many awful teachers. Such a such a rare thing it was to get a nice teacher. But anyway, yeah. So her, she had a son who was uh, looking back, obviously a uh, homosexual. Nothing wrong with that, but but uh, I had a music. You just teacher. know that his mom wouldn't approve of it because she was a horrible, horrible yeah. person. So it was just funny. But anyway, I'm, 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 I'm rambling. I'm rambling. He was a. Uh, uh, he was in a play, and I think he was in Little Shop of Horror, maybe. Uh-huh. But yeah, he was in a play, and he came in, and he was like, "See, because on stage you have to project," and I, j- I was just yeah. like, "I hate this guy." Not doing that, <laughs> yeah, immediately. Yeah. He was like, "Give me something to say," and like an idiot, he chose me, and I went, "You're stupid," and he was like, "You're stupid. You have to project." <laughs> I was oh. like, "Oh God, I hate you so much." I was merely acting. Yeah, and I was like, I was six. At six, I, I knew yeah. I hated this guy. Good. Yeah, just, no, just yeah, because yeah. of you know the fakeness, just the you have to project. Yeah, Ugh. I'm sad. Well, then why are you saying it like that? <laughs> if you're you're acting, you're you're trying to convince the audience that what all the words that you're saying that were written down and then memorized by you yeah. are supposed to be coming out of you naturally. Right. When you do that shit, it sounds fake in your acting, so yeah. it throws me away. <laughs> it throws me off. Unless it's supposed to be that way. Like if you're making fun of a play, for example. Right, exactly, yeah, yeah. Making fun of a play, or like, um... If you're just supposed to be an angry person. I, I think the one play that I liked was... La- it's a thing called Laughter on the 21st Floor, maybe? And that was funny, but... I don't know that one. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw it when I went to New York. You know, the, the taking the whole family to New York. Everybody packed the station wagon. You know, so we went and saw like a you know yeah. a fucking play, and uh, yeah, it was it was laughed on the toilet. It was it was pretty fun. I remember on a kid, as being a kid, I didn't hate it because the guy kept punching holes in the walls, and he would go, "Now frame that. Give me like a," and he would like say something. Know, something That's like, funny. It's like a gold lace frame with purple. And I, I want it nice and framed. Yeah. So I remember that. That was funny, but uh, yeah, for the most part, yeah, they're just just fake and awful. Well, I was I did a few plays in high school because most like I liked the idea of it, but I hated every literally literally <laughs> every single person that also was doing plays. Yeah, yeah. I hated all They're of them. Horrible bunch. And it was like all the kids, like all the people that were involved. I at first I kind of liked my theater teacher, but then slowly started to hate her. <laughs> and I I remember I was in. Uh, Noises Off, which is a funny play. Never seen it. It's funny. It's like drama that's taking place behind the scenes of a play. Uh-huh. So the way it works is the audience <coughs> sees the play that's yeah. happening as an audience. Mm-hmm. And then the stage turns around. And you see behind the scenes all the shit that's going on. So the okay. first the first act is so setting this, this up. So it's a nice like, cheap production. Cheap? Yeah. No, it's like a big deal. Is it? The first act sets up all of all of the soon to come, um, the controversies in in uh, um, what the fuck is the, the word that I'm looking for? Conflict. Conflict. Controversy. Controversy. Resolution is like the it's main like point of every story. So it sets up all the conflicts, and then the second act 
you see, I think you see the play first. Uh-huh. So all these actors are just in a play. Yeah. And then the stage completely turns around, uh, like 360 degrees. Well, 180. So you can see behind. The, no, no, 360. You see the play again. So you see the play. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, okay, I don't know where they're going with this. Yeah. Just saw that. <laughs> Is it just a play? Like, yeah. <laughs> and then it and then it turns 90 degrees, and you're like, I think their stage is broken. Yeah. Like, uh, and then it turns another 90. Yeah, and then they send out clowns for whatever reason. Yeah. Well, why Why are they sending out... I like clowns, though. Yeah. Maybe I like plays. <laughs> I felt a hint of sadness coming on, and then the clown shut up. Now I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I really wanted to participate more stuff, not... I love comedy. Right, yeah, So I just yeah. want to do more comedy. I didn't want to do Shakespeare like all these other fucking kids wanted to do. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I don't give a shit about... Sp- Everyone's like, yeah, but what do you realize, Mark? Is it Shakespeare... <laughs> has found its way into our culture in many different forms. All of our turns of phrase associate with Shakespeare plays, and they'd pull out the list of, like, have you ever said the word fart? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, well, listen, King Lear. Yeah, it's just some bullshit. Yeah. That's because of the internet. It was on some GeoCity site yeah. back in the day, because somebody was like, well, actually, you know what, I'm going to make Shakespeare cool for people. <laughs> and then, you know, some fucking... Faggoty English teacher. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then just he made up <laughs> lies, and then now it's like you know, it's telephoned its way through on the internet and it changed yeah. forms, and now people can you know English majors can go oh or drama majors <laughs> Shakespeare and matches. Yeah, because yeah. you know it's a it's like yeah nobody would have ever picked up a guitar if it weren't for the blues. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Nobody would <laughs> ever strung a fucking instrument, electrified it, and turn it. Nope. No, blues first, and yeah. then nothing, and then it's all because of that. That would have never happened. Never. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. People wouldn't have figured out a fucking three-part story ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it weren't if it weren't for Shaky Spears. Yeah, Shaky Spears. Man, so I, I think most of his plays are shit. The only one I really like is Hamlet. And, and there's cool stuff in some of his plays. I'm not gonna. And, and if you look at it in the context, mm-hmm. it was revolutionary. But in context, we're talking about hundreds of years ago. Right. Well, it's just a fucking boring dude. To I, us now, in because, the language, yeah. because we have Breaking Bad. Exactly. That's why it's so boring. And admit it. Why can't we all just admit it? Let's yeah, get over it. He was great. Let's move on. Yeah. Nothing wrong with saying like, like I like. You know, I can enjoy classical music too, but I'm not gonna put it on every day. I've, I've listened to it, experienced it, and I go, "Hey, that was nice for, yeah. for the day. That yeah. was nice." <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> Moving right along. We have electricity now. There's no reason yeah. to have a fucking horsehair thing that you strum along. <laughs> I, I'm not trying to drown the guy. If if you respect Shakespeare, I have no problem with you. But personally. I, I'm just not going to celebrate the guy. Yeah, exactly. And, and I'm not going to... his hat. Like, if you want to get into theater, which I was very interested in early on, right. except except when I started to learn how people were. Or yeah. what, you know, But if you want to get into it, it's almost like you have to do Shakespeare Be a shit. douche, yeah. yeah. yeah like, I, don't, I don't want to do Shakespeare. I, I want to do, like, this thing, like, like that play, which, by the way, I, I pretty much got, like, forced into doing. I did have fun doing it. But I hate, I hate, I hate it. All well, I don't like the ego that goes along with being in theater class, like in drama it's class nasty. or being in the theater. Cr- it, like, it's, it's like, dude, you know, not for nothing, but everybody in the school thinks you guys are losers. Uh, not that it's even right, but like to just to have the ego, like you think you're better than everybody just because you can, because yeah. you're doing fucking theater. Ah, oh, you're doing the same 
boring, trite, fucking hackneyed, just cliche yeah. performance that everybody else is. Like, I don't even. I can't even pull out a quote, but it's just it's just annoying the whole thing. And then when you have somebody who wants to come in and like write an original something original or be funny or just do like a stand up comedy, but oh, we can't have that at school yeah. because uh, we don't actually encourage creativity. Yeah. What, yeah. We, what we want is you to just like do the same old boring routine and get used to that because you'll be doing that for the rest of your life. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't fucking take, and I and I really wanted to, but I just couldn't get into it in college. I was like, oh, maybe you think you you. This is the thing. You think college is supposed to be like, okay, you know, high school is all that bullshit, but we're all yeah. gro- we're grown up now. We're all done with that crap. We're all better. <laughs> well, you don't realize when you get even older than that, you're like, they're still fucking kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like it's called it's called college kids. Uh, yeah. Now those fucking college kids. Because they are still fucking kids. They're still fucking immature. Yeah. And you can't... So I tried to get in, associated with uh, theater in college, and it's... It was... Whoa. Without question, it was the same. All the people were the same. The environment was the same. Maybe worse. <laughs> like, so it just gets worse. I can't do this. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? And then fucking... How this, many semesters of college did you get? <laughs> did you, huh? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I didn't... I did not finish college. <laughs> I guess. That you, was one of the reasons I dropped out. Yeah, yeah. Um... I, yeah, I, but I'm. We, you know, we. I can do a whole episode. We. I'll do Animal House, and then it'll be a two-hour tirade on how I think college is a fucking pyramid scheme. <laughs> it really is. Um, but that's the thing. Like real school is trade school. Like, if you yeah. Wanna, like if you, yeah. Because you're learning something, and then you go home, and you can actually do it. Exactly. Know? Yeah. Like that's the the bullshit they try to pass off with school is like we're preparing you for the real world, and I mean. They, they they are in a sense because they're showing you kind of like the bureaucracy and bullshit and the behind the scenes. Like if you if you're yeah. able to look at it, like like we're we're preparing you for the real world. Well, not really anything you're teaching me, but by your actions, you are kind of teaching me how idiotic people are and better in power. So I guess you're kind of preparing me for dealing with shitheads the rest of my life. I guess. Yeah. But I can't. I don't know how to hammer in a nail. That, see, yeah, <laughs> that's the one thing that I can say I got out of both high school and college was how to bullshit people. Yeah, yeah. I remember having papers due that you have the entire semester to write, and it's like due the next night. Oh, yeah, yeah. And just coming up with, like, either a bullshit excuse for why I didn't hand it in and then getting away with it, or I remember I had to do, do you know The Prince by Machiavelli, the, the um, it's, it's that... <clears throat> it's the thing that teaches you how to actually, like, be an asshole, and people use that in the business world. It was written by by like it's it's about how to lead, how to how to be a good leader. You have to have a firm hand, but you also sometimes have to let your soldiers relax. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Um, Machiavelli was he? Am I thinking of Machiavelli or Voltaire? Who was the one that was? Well, Voltaire, he's he was one of the guys in the in the French. Um, was Machiavelli like the guy who fucked his own daughter though? Is that him? Oh, I don't know anything about that. Maybe I don't. Or, I'm not going. Yeah, I will. <laughs> I will neither confirm nor deny those allegations. <laughs> Who? Uh, yeah, but I know John. Yeah, it's it's called how to f- make friends and influence people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Voltaire. He he was one of those dur- during like prior to the French Revolution. He was one of those underground writers that there was. Uh, there's a term for those guys too. Renaissance? No, different place, different time. The Assassin's Creed too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he was he was one of those writers that was like you know he was a prince, right? Prince Machiavelli. Yeah. Or yeah, no, I think, no. Well, it's I called the, the prince. It's uh-huh. called the, you know what? 
The Prince. I, yeah, The Prince. It's called The Prince. Yeah, That's yeah, the yeah, the no book. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to step into these waters because I we really, are, I'm not informed enough. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> you know, I didn't finish college. <laughs> but but yeah, no, no. The whole illusion of schools are getting you ready, but the actual school that gets you ready for the world is fucking trade school. Yeah. yeah I, I wish I had life. listened to my dad when he told me to go into trade school. Yeah. I had to do it later in life. But yeah, man. Ah. Oh, I wish I had learned how to fix cars instead of <laughs> dicking around fucking there's so much calculus too. What? Why was that? Well, you can learn. Calculus? Like you know, I I you know I took a few video classes here and there, but everything I've learned about filmmaking, I learned from working on actual movies <clears> and <throat> making my own actual movies and, and reading about it on my own. All all self-taught and influenced. I didn't I didn't go to film school. That's why that's not my job. Right, right. <laughs> but also, like, this stupid little fucking podcast that we're doing right here. I didn't go to some podcast class or something where you blah, blah, blah. Just fucking read up on it and then bought well, this mixer that probably maybe we, sucks. Maybe you should have because we, we've yet to talk about the movie that this <laughs> podcast is supposed to be based around. <laughs> that's not the point of this. Talk. This movie is an anchor to, to keep the conversation going, and I'm not going to step on the brakes now. I already got some momentum. <laughs> Listen to me. I just so the thing I was saying about theater, right? Uh huh. This is why I like comedy on its own, maybe a little bit more than theater, because I do appreciate performing. I love doing characters and, and acting and stuff like that. But having to work with, I don't work well with others. I guess is is that's going to be a big theme of this whole fucking yeah, I'm sensing episode. <laughs> in in comedy, there's equally as much bullshit. With like uh, you know the drama, <laughs> you know there's a lot of people it suck and they're you know they're terrible and yeah and and there's potentially more backstabbing like it could be a little bit more vicious and yeah but there's two two of those here in this room right now yeah two of those very exact backstabbers when, without talent <laughs> when you are on the stage performing ninety nine percent of the time it's just you. So you don't have to get up on stage with like <coughs> if I had to get up on stage with all these assholes. Yeah, and I wouldn't do comedy. Either. Them. Yeah, I would do stand up. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I want to. It's just about. you. If you can wash out all the other bullshit, yeah. that you're really just fighting for that stage time, that moment that you're on stage, it's just you. Yeah. So, you know. Oh, Will Ferrell talks about the reason he didn't do stand-up comedy is because he... Because it's just him? It's because it's just him. It's, that's yeah. why he felt more comfortable with uh, the improv, the groundlings, you know, because he felt, he was like, he just felt that was more, you weren't failing on your own. But right. to me, I'm like, I would rather fail on my own than have somebody else drag me down, which, you know, yeah. I, I guess... Like, I, I like doing sketches and stuff like that, but I'll only do it with people I uh, with that I have utmost respect for. Right, I'm, right. I'm not going to just do it with everybody else that's on the fucking roster that night, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, but that's the thing. Like, if you go into improv or something like that, you're not, you're not you guaranteed to get the best of the best. You're going to get people, you know, like there are in all walks of life who just fucking think they have the talent. Especially yeah. with this new I'm generation. I'm going to be on this and Yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> just this new generation where the fucking... Talent, no, or uh, uh, all ego, no talent is this generation, yeah. dude. All fur coat, no knickers, mate. Just yeah. fucking, they just, the, all they have is talk. And <clears throat> the, one of the best places to look for that is at, uh, on Ink, Ink Master, dude. That is the best place to see the, the, I'm the best in the motherfucking business. I'm the motherfucking top dog. And then horrible, horrible, crushed. Horribly crushed by the judges and just like you don't have any fundamentals. You know, and I wish there was that yeah. in every walk of life. I, I used to hate reality shows, but I love fucking Ink Master because these people get such a kick in the ass from reality. 
Well, am I too close? Uh, no, too no, close? no. Just point point your mouth at the mic. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry. sorry. I, just <laughs> hit, I just hit the mic. Oh uh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, too. Uh, so uh, you threw me right off track. No, Ink Master. Yeah, too, so horrible fucking dick. ass kicking from from reality, dude. Uh, it, yeah, just just the fucking ego gets crushed because they they pick it apart. And I wish there was more of that for every walk of life. Like especially yeah. like in my, at my job, especially, dude. I wish even were, in the tile business. Yeah, in the tile <laughs> business, dude. Just fucking, just like, just go down the list with people. I wish, I wish you could be that honest and just like, look, dude, you, you fucking, you, like, I know you show up every day. Not enough. Yeah. <laughs> not enough, dude. Yeah. Attendance. That, that's that's what we get for giving fucking attendance ribbons to every kid in my class, dude. Well, yeah. There, there's a, there's a lot of people that like. There's a lady that works at the post office in Georgetown, Massachusetts, <laughs> yeah, during weekdays. Yeah. Um, she's. Mean to Which brings everyone. us to the advertiser for our show, stamps.com. People stamps.com. <laughs> you got stamps, and you, ha- but you don't know the, the W. The you know, Mark, you, you can avoid that lady at the post office if you. If I go to stamps.com. Go to stamps.com. No, go ahead. <laughs> so sorry. Um. Oh well, no. Just like back back to to like comedy troops and in improv and stuff like that. Uh huh. They. The the majority of people that get involved with that initially, yeah, are just doing it because they want to be on SNL, not because they appreciate comedy, and mm-hmm. they just oh, just you know what? I want to make something. I wanna I wanna be part of something. I wanna be on SNL. I wanna be on SNL. It's like way to dream small. That's one TV show. Yeah, one, <laughs> one TV show. And you know, it's like, it's like sure people have found success after that. Um, also, you have to consider the majority of people that have been on that show didn't find success after that. Who's that guy that slit his throat in the field? You, you know that he, Oh, yeah, he, that's... That was a... Rocket Rocket Johnson, or whatever the fuck his name uh, was. Yeah, that was like from the 80s cast, right? Yeah, and When they he tried was, to revamp it and it almost died. Yeah, he was on this, you gotta be lonely, it's me, <laughs> and, and then, then what happened after that? He played a dad in a few things and he slit his throat in the field. Uh, How insensitive <laughs> of you, Mark. <laughs> My podcast. I'm, I'm being sensitive. I'm gonna be insensitive. So you throw in the field, you're gonna get you're gonna get harassed by me. Yeah. Hey, what's this? You know anyone else able to take the punches? You know anyone else to throw in the field? Because I'll shit on them too. I'm not just gonna shit on Rocket Billy. Hey, if you slit your throat, you better be able to take the punches of life away. <laughs> 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 Dude, you got one coming, man. I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna be on this. And, come on. How much of a drama queen? And dude, fucking SNL's great. Did he just finish reading the bell jar? I'm gonna go slim on. I don't even know if that's how that book ends. <laughs> I just assume. Yeah. How that every Sylvia Platt novel, novel ends up with somebody slitting the throat in the field. What I'm, tra- <laughs> what I'm trying to say is don't want to be on SNL. End up on SNL because you loved comedy. Right. That's all I'm trying to get to. So Little Shop of Horrors starring Rick Moranis. Uh, <laughs> the woman that plays Audrey in this movie was the only person from the original Broadway cast that got brought into the... Yes. Off-Broadway cast. That's true, yes. They brought into the show. Very true. She's cool. She's got a good voice. Have you ever seen her in anything else? I don't remember seeing her in anything else. Um, no. I kind of want to see her tits because... Even though they're probably not even that great, they just spend most of the time pushing them into the camera lens. So yeah. I, I have always 
No, you're curious to see the tits. Yeah, I'm always... Yeah, I'm curious. When when, uh, a lot of actresses will just, like, get... They just really fucking emphasize their tits, and you're like, well, okay, well, then let me see them then. And it's nothing perverted or or sexist. It's just like, well, it's it's like the briefcase in Pulp Fiction. Right, yeah. You get the the gold lights coming out of it, and you're like, hey, (laughs) what's what's in there? Yeah. I just want to see them. I'm very curious. (laughs) That's why Kate Upton bothers the shit out of me. And, she and spends her whole career... Like, she'll show you everything but the nipple. Yeah. She's literally worn a bathing suit that was a fucking piece of cloth <laughs> to cover just the nipples on her tits. It's like, but you know what? Fuck you and your fucking titties, dude. I, I don't even want to see them at that you know point. What? When it gets to that point, dude, it's like... Yeah, this is what I'm going to do for her, right? Yeah. You're not showing us those nipples? Well, then, the first... Insinuation I'm gonna make in my mind is that your is that, horrible nipples. Yeah, you got they, your nipples probably look like fingers. Yeah, your <laughs> your your nipples look like you haven't watered them in a year. <laughs> not showing them. Yeah, the only reason she's not in porn, yeah, is because she's got finger like dried up yeah. fingers for nipples. It's good. And, she and doesn't I, have nipples. She has calluses where nipples yeah. should be. <laughs> She has blisters. And she's got a Brillo pad for, for a mound. Yeah, for a muff. Yeah, for for a gash. <laughs> Steve Martin is amazing in this movie. This is this is uh, one of the main reasons that I love this movie is uh, the only movie that has ever tackled what dentists really are. Yeah. Uh, which is <laughs> Satanists. Yeah. Uh, and it's, fuck, it's such a great fucking movie, dude. Nobody has ever done it. Like you know, nobody ever talks about the dentist, but they really are sadists, fucks. Yeah. Also, why doesn't health insurance include de- dental? Oh, because uh, why is that a separate thing? Plus, he's a he's a nitrous addict. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so he has that that amazing uh, machine that he wears on. Oh, I got I have a fun another fun thing for everyone. Uh huh. Everybody gather round. <laughs> Mark has a fun thing. Are you ready? Are you ready for the fun thing? I'm ready Ricky? for the fun thing. Okay. Well, open up your books to page thirty-five. I don't. I didn't buy the book. It was five hundred dollars for the book, and I said, "Fuck that! It's not worth it. I'm not buying the book." College is bullshit. <laughs> Alright, there's a tray of tools that he uses that they look like really scary things yeah, that yeah. he would put in the mouth. Those <laughs> That same prop was used in Batman, 1989 Tim Burton Batman, when the Joker gets surgery and it cuts uh... to the, the rusty table full of bloody tools. You see, this is all that I have to work with. Yeah, yeah. Mirror. You know, remember <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah. yeah. So that's a little thing, and you can close your books, and I'll have a few more for you throughout as the and then and all of it. <laughs> Plus, the song's great. Yeah, uh, you'll be a dentist, and I'll be a success. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. Steve, this is the only role that I really actually enjoy Steve Martin in. I, I've never, never been a fan. No, uh, yeah, we gotta no, talk about that. Uh, tell me more about that. I was trying to that. talk about on the radio, which is if you're gonna show me. Um, if you're gonna, if you want me to enjoy something, show me the fucking best thing you can show me first. And I think that might be my problem with Steve Martin is I was shown King Tut first. That's not funny. And it's like, it's okay, his, I get it. He's King Tut. It's the stupidest fucking bit. It's not funny. And then <laughs> <laughs> it's just not. They should have started with wild crazy guys. Uh, yeah, even wild and crazy guys. But at least that's funnier than King Tut. But uh, yeah, they should like. Um, 
So I just I always associate him with King Tut. So I just kind of fucking hate Steve Martin. Plus, you know, I, you know, being coming up in the '90s, he was doing like out out of towners, and then and, you know, and then he did Pink Panther in the 2000s. Yeah. He's he's, he's got a. I don't see. I didn't even find the jerk to be that funny. Oh, I'm I'm totally against you on that one. I, I, I most think, people are. That's fine. I just I, I don't I don't get what's funny. I really try to. That's enjoy fair. It. I I just think um, with Steve Martin, I I do agree with most of what you're saying. Yeah. Though. And I think for someone to appreciate Steve Martin, because there's there's so much shit out there, give me a chance. <laughs> you have to you have to really dig and try <laughs> to find good Steve Martin. And it's his yeah. fault. He did fucking Pink Panther. If that's if, yeah. for example, like you were saying, if that's your first impression of the guy, then why would you, you ever? Know, also, if that's your first impression of Pink Panther, oh yeah, yeah. You know, so that well, here's here's the thing. People often forget that the first Pink Panther is also. Fucking unwatchable. <laughs> the original t- first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not till the number two that it's actually funny that yeah. they make the character more more of a bumbling detective. Yeah. And it's there's more humor involved. The first one tried more to be a crime caper than anything else, and it's fucking unwatchable, dude. Yeah. Well, and I, and I love the Pink Panthers. I, I never got into Peter Sellers. You're talking about Steve Martin. I never got into uh, Peter Sellers. I, I that's another. I can see that. Well. I can see it because he he also doesn't really have a lot of accessible stuff. But you can't do you, you don't like him? Do you not like him in um, what's what's that Doctor Strange love? He's great in that. He's genius in that. Yeah, uh, that guy's great. I love Peter Sellers. <laughs> no, he's really good in that. I just never got into all the Pink Panthers. There were right, a couple right. where I smirked here and there, but there's right. And nor should you. There's, they didn't. It's a comedy. Those are supposed to be comedies, and you're really not laughing a lot of the time. There, there are a few laughs in there, but from beginning to end, are you laughing? I yeah, I am. Uh, well, in Pink Panther Strikes Again, and probably Return of Pink Panther, I'll give them a watch. Are the top two. I don't know which Pink Panthers I've seen, so maybe I'll give those a watch. Uh, oh, and a Shot in the Dark. Oh yeah, which actually was Strikes Again might not be good. Shot, I think in, the, Shot, Shot in the Dark, dark was the second one. Yeah, Shot in the Dark second one. That one's hilarious, and then Pink Panther Returns, I think. The third or fourth one was also hilarious. I think right. Strikes Again might suck, but yeah, no. For the most part, yeah, those movies aren't really, uh, yeah, laughing beginning to end, unfortunately. But yeah, so I, I see what you're saying. But yeah, it's just Steve Martin, just it, 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 dude, come on, the out of towners, stepfather, whatever the fuck, you know, father of the bride, one and two. Uh, there's some you know, good he's done, stuff. He's, he's very, he had a very Dane Cook career before <laughs> Dane. <laughs> Dane there, Cook there's some him. good stuff in Father of the Bride. I don't hate that <clears> movie. But it, it he did that thing that Jim, cheaper by the dozen. Jim Carrey for for at least a decade was playing the same guy. He played the same guy in Liar Liar, Bruce Almighty. Uh. Um, just that. Hey everyone, this is me. I'm just some white guy, <laughs> and, and it was never really interesting to me. And yeah. I really got sick of him. But I love him when he's doing the character stuff. And Steve Martin, same thing when he was doing. Right. The, he, he had that streak of all that like. Parenthood, and he's, he was yeah. just playing that dad with the fucking oddly white hair. It's like, why? <laughs> yeah. Does anyone talk about that dude's fucking hair is white? And it's always like, it's has always been, been white. He's always like, had a full head of hair, and it's always been. He's like Jay Leno. <laughs> Jezebelmet.com uh, um, uh-huh. is actually gonna. Um, if you can find pictures of him with with hair that's not white, they'll give you ten thousand dollars. Is that real? Yeah, it's a real thing. <laughs> they're they're trying to go out there find pictures of him in his childhood. Something just we they some evidence of him without white hair that's and they'll funny. give you ten that's not a real thing. That's not real. No, but they did that <laughs> I wish somebody was doing that. There was that chick from that show Girls Uh Lita Dunham. Yeah, and she did a photo shoot for some magazine like Vogue or something like that. 
and obviously, just like any other magazine, they brushed him up a little bit. Uh. So Jezebel was like, Man, that's not what she really looks like. It's like, yeah, way to side with women. You, you know, like, way, way to, like, support the, the cause of... of uh, well, wait, so know. Lena Dunham had a photo where she was photoshopped? Is that what you said? No, well, they were, she was in these magazines, and, and Jezebel was like, no way, she's way uglier and fatter than that. <laughs> and if you can show me the original photos that are untouched, we'll give you ten baby meal. Oh, really? And, yeah, and then someone found them, and I'm sure they got the money or whatever, but if you see the original photos, it's just like, well, they're, they don't look magazine-y. You, you know, <clears throat> and, and sure, they, like, quote-unquote, touch them up a little bit. There's not a huge difference in... What the fuck's wrong with, like, if if she's like, you know what, I don't like my gut pouch kind of hangs on top of my knee in that picture. Can you just, like, make my gut pouch, like, suck in a little bit? Well, I'll tell you why that's, uh, why that's, uh, that it, it's, I mean, I think Jezebel's a bunch of fucking cunts anyway. But yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't have started this. Yeah, no, you should <laughs> but, uh, but, um... I'll tell you the hypocrisy in that is that Lena Dunham has made a career off of I'm just really comfortable with my disgusting, horrible, <laughs> soggy body. <laughs> and uh if yeah, yeah, if she, if she I'm not was, I'm not gonna uh shit on her for that. Like it's like people can look however they want and, and get naked if they want. Um but you I, I, I do agree when you're when you're saying like she she's like, I'm natural. Right, right. A, and so it, it's like uh, so I know she's it, talking about how comfortable she so if she yeah, so if she was, in, and she might not even have had a say in it, but if she was involved with, you know, and okayed them ha- airbrushing it or photoshopping it, then yeah. then yeah, then I'm sure. You know what it is? It's some fucking magazine, right? She, they, hey, we want to, we want to put you on the cover of a magazine. It'll help promote your show, right? And she's like, sure, whatever. And then she shows up and they shoot her, and she goes back home and or back to work, and she right. shoots her show. And if you want to know what she actually looks like untouched, she fucking will show you on her TV show. Well, uh, and, but, I, but I'm not gonna call her fat. Well, cause, just because it's like whatever you, well, you know. She's not. She's like she's just not skinny. Well, Mark, you, you know me, and I, I love a thick. <laughs> I love a thick girl. There's yeah. uh, there's no hate coming from. <laughs> no, 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 no. But but to say that fat girl, and I mean I'm not talking about healthy looking chubby girls. I love a girl with meat. Dude, southern girls are delicious. Southern girls eat and they fucking look great. Yeah. But to say that that fat is beautiful is just a fucking stupid, stupid, dumb, dumb, uh, just loving you. You know what? How about instead of trying, like, this superficial, like, ah, I'm really comfortable with my body. I'm just really comfortable. We we all know what we need to do to be, sorry, Go. I was just saying, how about go build something? Yeah. Go do something with your hands, create something, go do something that's satisfying, go do something that actually makes you feel accomplished as a person. Yeah. And then when you look in the mirror, you can go, eh, so I'm a little fat. Yeah, whatever. Do, big deal. Don't don't need to bring this up for my own sake or anybody's sake, because whatever, I just did something that made me feel okay. Yeah. So, yeah and just yeah. This, this whole thing, like... Be about you. It just—it's it, also, uh, dude. Why I don't—I don't need. Do you even want to get into? This? <laughs> no, but I just quickly just to cap it off, yeah. and we'll get back into what's the movie we're doing? Uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Um. So, <laughs> just just to cap it off real quick, if there's a reason that magazines and movies and media portray a specific body type for both men and women, right? And create stereotypes based based on that image. And it's because that is what people find attractive. Yeah. Like, a curvy woman with, with like, a slim figure, 
Um, and, and I'm being superficial here, but superficially that's what is attractive. Yeah. And if you want to uh, pursue that, you know what you can do. You know, have a fucking diet, dress you know a certain way or whatever. Nobody's saying that that's what you have to do, but if you want to be that level of, a, of attractive, <laughs> then, then that's what you fucking have to do. Well, uh, but otherwise, if you don't want to do that, nobody's judging you. Here's the well, yeah. That's I'm what, not at least, and if people are, that's that's a problem. But fuck them. Right. Well, here's the problem with is they go they try for, with me. My problem is they try to go too far the other way. It's like, look, I'm not saying that people should be able to just treat you different, like uh, take away your human rights or something just because yeah. you're you're <laughs> overweight. But to then go and say that it's beautiful. No, yeah, it's not. Yeah, 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 Stop yeah, yeah. lying to me. I know yeah. what beautiful is. Everybody has agreed on what beautiful is. Yeah. And it isn't 350 with a fucking uh, snaggle tooth and a cross eye, okay? It's yeah. not. It's just not. I'm sorry you look that way, but maybe... Oh, the other thing, dude, I, there's, like, there's like this myth of uh, that fat... fat People get fat just by just uh, sheer bad luck. Oh, just, <laughs> I don't have the genetics. I'm just out of bad luck. It's like, yeah. no, you're fat... Because you fucking wake up at 1 o'clock in the morning and start eating a meal. And then you wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning and you start eating another meal. And then you wake up and you go, ah, well, it's breakfast time. I should have a meal. And you make a full balanced breakfast. And then you go, well, because it's the most important part of the day, it's breakfast. And then you have snacks and brunch and then lunch, which is, of course, yeah. fast food. And then you eat, you eat because, well, hey, I'm not going to be able to make it to dinner if I don't eat something. Like, I've seen it, dude. I've lived with... With overweight well, people, next, next thing I've you seen know. it. All it is is habits. Yeah. Don't tell me that you just had a run of bad luck. It's like, yeah. no, you fuck, you fucking wanted to eat, and fine, you can, you can want to eat something and then go ahead and indulge. But then don't be, be surprised when people are giving you like, oh, jeez, that's kind of a fat slob right there. Well, yeah, yeah, it's because you are. You were eating all day long for years. <laughs> it doesn't just happen. See, like, I, all right, I'm not again. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna criticize people for. How they look, but I'm not. I'm criticizing people for the way they try to justify. No, but but for saying the whole thing was like, well, this is isn't everything. This is beautiful, right? Right. And we we all know what flowers we want, right? When you go to the flower market, you're like, well, that one's got a flaw here. That this one, it's not a human being, so you're you're not tiptoeing around it. You're like, that flower's fucking ugly. (laughs) There's a certain reason that we. It, the same thing. It's it's just about you know an appeal that your brain is saying. Ah, that's what. <clears throat> like, take take that away from like the psychology and like hurting people and, and stuff like that. That's all it is. And and also, um, you know that the whole like glandular problem thing or whatever. So some people might have that right, and and some people might not have as good metabolism as other people. So mm-hmm. it might be harder for them to maintain a certain weight. Right. But the thing is, it can be done. Without question, it can be done because yeah. last time I flipped through my coffee book table of Holocaust victims, <laughs> yeah. which I have a bunch. I got a coffee book table. It's <laughs> you all, have a stunning collection. It's crazy, <laughs> like, and and uh, some people like it, some people don't. Yeah, no, nobody likes it. I'm the only one that likes <laughs> it. And the so the last time that I was uh, going through that, that I did I did not see John Candy. Right. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I saw. I saw. Uh, uh, fucking Christian Bale and in, in the, the machinist. Yeah. What's your point? And the, the, so what? My thing about that: the people who are saying, "Well, well, big is beautiful and fat is beautiful." It's like I want to follow. Yeah, that. So, I wa- you know, kind of sometimes. Like, like there are some people 
that no, that, no, no. But I'm talking about like way, you know, just well, just the way. Talking, but I want to follow them to the fruit the, to the fruit market, and then when yeah. they pick out a shining apple, I go, oh, you don't want the bruised, you don't want the bruised yeah. one that's collapsing <laughs> in on itself. <laughs> no, trust me, this one's more beautiful. I think this one's your your more your speed. No, no, no. Oh, you want the bright red crispy apple? What are you, what are you, some sort of elitist? So, what are you, a fruitist? <laughs> but Bruised so, apple's not good enough for you? So, I'm just going to uh, pull over to the side here and we're going to talk about Bill Murray, how fucking awesome he is. Yeah, this is, uh. Um, he's, he's the best part of this movie. The, yeah, the best parts of the movie. Uh, yeah, just, the, the, I think the dentist thing for me is, is my favorite part. The whole, just everything about him, like everything in the dentist. Yeah, just office. anything that happens in the dentist. And I also noticed that, um, uh, so not only has Heath Ledger taken, he he, cut, he used, um, what's it called? What's what's his name? Tom. Ja- Jack Nicholson? No, no, no. Okay. The musician guy, Tom, uh, alcoholic, uh, piano player, hipsters love him, wears those fucking hats. Oh, oh. You know, uh, that fucking guy. The alcoholic, oh yeah, Billy Joel. No, <laughs> no man, the like the obscure one, the hipsters like the one that sounds like yeah, that one. one. Yeah, you know, the one yeah, sat, the one yeah. he modeled the fucking Joker voice at with Tom Waits. Tom, Tom Waits. He was in Dracula. So he took the. He was also in Rumblefish, but he took his voice and also the bandaged fingers from Rick Moranis. Yeah, uh, see. Yeah. Uh, so he's nitpicking from. Oh. That's pretty cool. Yeah, he didn't really, but I just know. I just noticed. Yeah. Oh, okay. But, uh, so, all right, kids, let's everybody sit down and sit. open up your books to page seventy-five. Rick, I really would wish that you talked to your parents about getting a book. Getting, you, getting what? Getting a book. Getting a book. I have no idea. What are you saying? Getting what? A book. A book. A book like the read, you know. A, a book. book. Like, yeah, like a read. A book, yeah. A, a book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a novel? What do you want no, me to read? No, no, the book for Mark's fun, Mark's fun Facts. <laughs> Little Shop of Horrors musical was based on <clears throat> a movie called Little Shop of Horrors that was, I think, directed by Roger Corman, if not produced by him, mm-hmm. made on the cheap. Yeah. It was just a fun little cheesy sci-fi movie. It was not a musical. The Little Shop of Horrors musical itself was an ironic thing because they're like, oh, let's take this cheesy sci-fi movie and make it a big musical. Yeah. And the Bill Murray character, who I love so goddamn much, in the original was played by Jack Nicholson. Really? And it was one of his very first roles. And so he plays the the, um, <laughs> the masochist, right? Ma- masochist yeah, the masochist means masochist, that you, yeah. you like pain. You like pain. Status yeah. is somebody who likes to <laughs> Yeah, so he played the masochist in that. <laughs> and he was good and funny and crazy and very Jack Nicholson-y, but Bill Murray was still way better. Yeah. So that so there we go, and you can close your book, star. <laughs> I just, uh, I love this movie, dude. Yeah, so yeah. he's got that fucking machine that he wears that, yeah, that keeps the pumping the machine, nitrous yeah. into him. And Rick Moranis lets him kill himself, mm-hmm. pretty much. Exactly. Because he got to the point, right, so at the beginning... He find, oh, he Christian Bale plant. took his acting cue from Rick Moranis, too. Yeah. I don't have to save you! Yeah. <laughs> Which is bullshit. Batman would have to save him yeah, he would. based on his thing. He, he would have to do something to try to save him. Yeah. And, it, and why did he save him the first time around? Too, at the beginning of the movie. Focus. Focus, yeah. right? <laughs> Come on, man. I, I, you know what? That good movie, though, it was a, it was a pretty tight, well-done story. What? It was funny. Uh, Batman? Yeah, this might be in uh, Batman Begins. 
I love that movie. That story, it's all the puzzle pieces click into place very well. Like, like uh, point A leads to point B, and the conflicts make sense, and all the characters play into the story very well, and there's a lot of good payoffs and everything. Mm-hmm. Dark Knight is a is a better movie cinematically, mm. but structurally, it's a it's a fucking mess compared to the first and the third one. Yeah. So, uh, but a lot of people because they because it's such a good movie, people don't criticize. Well, it Well, I gotta say, dude, that Joker performance is. That's so, it. so yeah. good. I mean, it's, it really is. It really makes up for it. It's like tits on a on a on a hug, ugly face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it makes uh, size D will make up for so many flaws. <laughs> Nobody expected that either out of Heath Ledger of all people. I know. Heath I know. Ledger. That's the thing. It's he, like he was like going to be Matthew McConaughey. I think that's the thing. But people were. It's like yeah, Knight's Knight's Tale. Well, he did Knight's Tale. He did some shitty priest movie. Uh yeah yeah. Uh, Ten things I hate about you. He did a he he, he did a lot of shit. Yeah, he did gar- a lot of shit. A lot of garbage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, so did McConaughey, and now he's on True Detective, Dallas Buyers Club. McConaughey did he did the turnaround that Ledger was taking because <coughs> when in. Ledger had passed away, he had already made that turn where he's like, I'm not yeah, doing this back. romantic. Co- you know why? It was because his hair was receding. He's like, oh, I can't do these girly movies yeah, anymore. Yeah, <laughs> So so he did Brokeback, which I fucking hate that movie. I didn't. I didn't ever saw it. But I applaud what it was trying to do. You know, just the story itself is well, an it, important. <laughs> it's an important story to tell, but I just didn't fucking like the movie. But yeah, it, uh, it, it really succeeded in what it was trying to do, which was um, give Larry the Cable Guy three years of material. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be real. Don't do no that broke back mountain. Boy. Exactly. It's, it's just a remember don't like that broke back mountain there, man. <laughs> I don't care who you are, man. That's fine yeah. right there. Oh my god. No, no, he's a really talented guy. Though. <laughs> no, no, because I've listened to a lot of podcasts. And a lot of guys, they just say, you know, he's really talented. So, you know, so I think that too now. You you know, he's a bad influence on people, and this is why. Because he's so successful, and he's obviously a hack. Yeah. That people who aren't successful think the only reason they're not successful is because they're not hacks. And that and that's yeah. not true. Yeah. It's a really bad influence that Larry Cable really, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> put into the world. <laughs> He, and I, you know what? Like I'm nothing. You know, like I, I've never gotten anywhere. I've never done anything. But it's because I'm not doing that Larry the Cable Guy bullshit. Give me me nothing. Okay. 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 What is that? Oh man. What a great time we're having. We are. This is a, this is a good time. The th- here's an here's another th- interesting thing. The uh, the puppet is so big they had how much like a ton of cable. I I don't know to control it. I don't know. Did you not listen to audio commentary? I thought we both listened to the audio commentary. I yeah, they had a, a ton. That's how much cable they had wow. to control. Yeah. I think it was a little... T- uh, it might have even been three tons, but if it's in the audio, audio commentary, that's how much like uh, cable they had running back and forth when it's in its... when Audrey 2 is in a, its biggest form. Yeah, it's, it's like between one and three tons of cable they use it. And, it, dude, puppetry... I, this is one of the coolest fucking puppets. I mean, I know it's just like a... a this is one of the coolest puppets, not... Oddly enough, I don't think... Was it made by Jim Henson? It must have been. Uh... Not him himself, but the Jim Henson company. It must have been. Oh, you know, I don't know why. I thought I was thinking Frank Oz. I'm fucking looking that up right now for the show, for the podcast. I think. 
Because Frank Oz is is a goddamn Muppet. So the so the yeah that's yeah it's, I think it was made by Henson Company. It's got to be. I don't know why, but I was thinking Frank. Uh, yeah, he's. I knew he had an association, but for some reason I was yeah. thinking Frank Oz he's was Yoda. the the Muppet guy. Was but it's oh, Jim Henson? No, yeah, Jim Henson's the guy, <laughs> and Frank Oz worked under him really closely. And right, then, right. And he did Yoda and and all that business, but yeah. Um, but shop all the articulation and the movement of of Audrey too is like it's fucking stunning, dude. And so much work went into crafting it and making and, it work. And they had and, like and, eighteen yeah. to twenty like puppeteers working on it. A lot, a lot of careful logistic decisions that were put into it. Whereas with CGI, mm. all you need to do is light the room the right way. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, there's a lot of work involved in some, that too. Yeah, but some blocking or some, some yeah. bullshit. And then you can have it do whatever you want after that, and it's not as impressive. That's one of my other problems with CGI. Is like, yeah. well, first of all, I still don't think they've nailed it. I still can tell when something's CGI. Yeah. And it's really, to me, it's only should only be worthwhile if you can't tell. Yeah. Which some things you can. They can change a sky in a movie. Like mm. say they were shooting, it was gray out that day. They make the sky blue. And you watch a movie, you don't know. Right, right. Because you're not watching a big special effects laden movie. Like you wouldn't <clears> know, but Wolf of Wall Street. It has almost as much CGI in it as, like, uh, you know, fucking Star Wars movies. Not Seriously? Really, not what? Star Wars movies, but... For what? Yeah, exactly, for what? <laughs> they, I'll, I'll show you a featurette on it. Like, okay. But But there's there's just basic scenes where he's just, like, walking up to a house. He didn't even go to that house. It was a totally different house. <laughs> and they change everything with CGI. And some things you don't notice because you're not looking for it. Or it's really, was enough. it was it that it was too much to get to fly into that location that day? Like, <laughs> no, it, it it becomes a thing where because in post production you can change so many things. Uh-huh. I don't know how how I wasn't fucking oh, there when they were cutting. Just but, for the story telling yeah. aspect of it, they didn't know that it was gonna it would have flowed better. That well, type of shit. like like say you know he goes to London in that movie. So right, he's right. like, oh, we don't want to fly to London, so we're actually saving money. Yeah, yeah. But this needs to look like one of those London apartments. Yeah. So I gotta say though, when he went know. to London, I didn't think it looked like he was in London at all. So yeah. <laughs> there you go. Because so I don't think go. he was. But I I'm gonna find out right now. No, but I mean like the puppet, like and also. Not not even just the puppetry of it, the the crafting of the it looks wet, it looks yeah. alive. Yeah, they're always spraying it down. Yeah, yeah. So it's fu- just it's fucking super cool. And then oh, if you get the Blu-ray version of the of the movie, it comes with a booklet and it has all these fucking cool behind the scenes. Because the, at the end when they have the um the plants taken over the world, they built these huge. Can you even call it a miniature set when it's like this when it's bigger than your apartment? <laughs> yeah, you know uh, like it's probably bigger than your apartment apartment building. Yeah, was the set, but yeah, I mean these huge like you know scale size. I will say scaled. Sets. Yes, that's better. Yeah, scaled sets, and it's just fucking cool because they're like um, it's like the Brooklyn Bridge, and there's you know a puppeteer just walking on water. That's supposed to be whatever river that is that the Brooklyn Bridge. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just really cool. There's some awesome behind the scenes photos that come with it. Yeah. I, I don't know if, if I'm assuming it was a Muppet. I'm having a hard time <clears> right <throat> now because it, it, I'm gonna have to do some. Damage. It's got to be a fucking Muppet. He's a Frank Cosby works with then all the Jim Henson's a fucking Muppet. How about I'll, I'll set you up for an edit right here. So so Mark was the um so is it you're looking at your phone now right wink wink right so yeah. was the, is it a Jim Henson Muppet or not? Well, looking at the evidence, it does look like that. <laughs> Which I think was incredible. There you go. There you go. It is. It is pretty good. So you know, whether or not <laughs> you got to do a shoot your adventure type yeah. of ending, like yeah. it open ended. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though. You know, either way, it looks great. Ask yourself <laughs> this question, and I know the answer. Would that 
puppet have looked better if it was CGI. Hell no. And I don't even think they... I, 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 I can't say that confidently because I don't know, but I wonder if people can even create shit like that to that standard these days. You know, what with just... Because <clears throat> there's a whole... There's a whole, like, colleges built around sending, you know, people being able to build, you know, miniature sets, miniature cities, puppets. So many people lost jobs, though, over the last couple decades because of CGI. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So now, you it's prob- it's like a failing industry, so now it actually probably costs more money yeah. to try and learn that than, you know, the cost is more than the reward. Like, you probably aren't going to be... So how good are people that still can do it? Because... Yeah. There's not that like school there anymore, right? Because the school's all gone towards CGI. So yeah, it makes me wonder if, if somebody, even though nowadays we have more better technology, it makes me wonder whether or not people can even ha- have the skill to do it. Yeah, whether or not the skill has kept up with the progress. You know what I'm saying? I want to I want to know what it's like working at one of these effects houses, the ones that do CGI in these movies. Yeah, like how fucking soulless and not fun it is. Oh yeah, yeah. For these people, it's hard work. <coughs> you're going home. Your back hurts. Oh, you're, dude. you're talking about a ton of cable, you know what I mean? Like, mm. uh, so you, you fucking your your feet hurt, your back hurt, but you go home and you and you feel like you did something. When you're working in a CGI office and you fucking you, you made the raindrop look right, <laughs> yeah. like how how really good do you feel? You can't even touch it, you can't even bring it home. You know, when the, when they strike the set, it's like you can't sell that raindrop or whatever the fuck you made. You can't right, sell right. that on eBay. You can't collect it, put it in a museum. And again, that, I understand the importance of using CGI, and there's a lot of movies that couldn't get made, and it certainly has changed the industry to a point at which we can't go back, and people have a, a higher expectation on what movies should be, how they should be shot, and how they should look like. I get that, but I, I think we're we got lazy. Well, I mean, yeah, that's the and you know that's why God, look at those tits, Audrey. She was Janessa, does not show tits. them, <laughs> but um. No, that's why Planet Hollywood been out of business. Is you know, movies don't have memorabilia on the set anymore. No, they, so it's just a green screen. Of, yeah, I went to pl- last. I went to Planet Hollywood uh, recently, and it, it was just all a bunch of uh, green sheets. Yeah, just green sheets. That's the green off. screen they used on <laughs> on Star Wars Episode Three. Fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's signed like, yes, by the cast. Yeah. <laughs> it's just all green sheets. Yeah, it's just green sheets signed like yearbooks. Yeah, or or it's it's just like a um like a bunch of stretch suits with with uh, ping pong. Balls yeah, on. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the uh, that's the uh, electrode from uh, from Sin City. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. So you know, it, uh, that I think this the sad thing that we we've, we've gotten out of all that is is that the, those jobs like you don't go on the movie and make actually make something anymore. Well, yeah. You, you know, some if if you have integrity, you do. Like people will, like. Uh, Christopher um, Nolan. Christopher Nolan's got hardcore on that, and which is great because he's making these big scale movies. So he's proving, and he uses CGI when it needs to be done. Mm-hmm. But he's proven to people, he's like, "Hey, listen, we're gonna make these big movies. You can still make a ton of money, yeah, if, and and have integrity at the same time, and try to make something that's worth looking at. It's not just all computerized, right? You can do that, you know. Yeah, James Cameron, uh, Steven Spielberg, George Lucas—all those guys still really sticking with the, the the live action, you know, aspect of filmmaking. You know, and it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's 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 inspiring to other filmmakers. That's why you have your Michael Bay's, your uh, <laughs> <laughs> fucking isn't that funny though? Spielberg, who's the godfather of uh, 
of the blockbuster. Yeah. And he was there making these things. Like, he had the the E.T. puppet there. And and <coughs> Harrison Ford was chased by an actual giant boulder. Yeah. Now it would be... Yeah. And a what? Shark. And a shark. And a fucking dead shark. And, sure. and his big thing is, if you talk to him about it, because I have... Yeah, yeah. And, and <laughs> yeah, when you talk to him, first of all, he's real down to earth. Well, here's, <laughs> I, I have this disorder. When I watch interviews, I always feel like I ask the question. When, when I watch interviews on the internet and stuff, yeah, when, yeah. when they're like, "So, what was it like working on?" Jo-? I, I like move my mouth with the reporter. <laughs> I'm like, so, so, so I'm just like, "So, what was it like?" Working on and then I look at him and I wait for an answer. You're like, you're like a second behind him. He's yeah. Like, he's like, "What was it? What, what was it like?" like yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait till you can hear it. So. So, uh, what was his thing? Okay, Jaws, they had the hardest time because... The shark was horrible. Not even, like, we're talking about an age in movie making when the physical special effects were still extremely primitive. And that shark was something that no one even thought, well, no one's tried something like that before, so what do we do? They're asking all kinds of questions, and they came up with something that looked okay. I mean, it's not, that movie's flawless, but it's not the best looking shark. Right, and, and he knew that he's like, no one's gonna like this movie if that's what they're gonna be looking at the whole time. So he tried to cut around it, and also it was a, a lot of mechanical issues. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. R- the, Richard Dreyfus always tell, tells me that story. Yeah, uh, about how. <laughs> and so when I was on set, I remember I kept hearing over the walkie-talkies, "The shark is not working. The shark is not working." <laughs> and then I remember the moment when they said, "The shark is working," and <clears throat> so. <laughs> But that's a big story there. There's a yeah, documentary yeah. called The Shark is Still Working. That's it. The, the about the making working. of Jaws. Yeah. <laughs> and so they were having all this trouble with it, but Spielberg was being innovative. And, and, and I'm not saying that, well, if you want a good movie, you've got to have a big broken shark that doesn't work. Right, right. But just consider that, ask yourself everything. Like, yes, sure, I can put the camera right here, and I can fucking line the sh- shot up so we can CGI in a spaceship here later. But... Is that the best choice? Instead of just doing it because you can, just question, you know? Right, right. Is that 100%? What are my other options? Don't always just have that one thing. I put fucking fix it in post. Yeah, yeah. There's there's another guy, um, I forget who it is. It might be Charlie Kaufman, like, edits in camera. In camera? In camera. Who the fuck's doing this? Fucking Charlie Kaufman, I think. Charlie Kaufman. Well, they, he only directed one. He writes the, a lot of movies, but uh-huh. he directed the one movie, Schenectady, Kitty, New York. Lemony Snicket, series of unfor- of unfortunate New York. events. Yeah. <laughs> you know that movie, Schenectady, uh, it, New no, York. No, no, no. And it might not even be Charlie Kaufman, but there's a guy out there who like edits in camera. So well, that's that's kind of crazy, but um. But I mean, the best the best example that you could probably give is is at the end of RoboCop. Paul Verhoeven is in the uh, claymation figure, um, really ground. You know, when when he gets shot out the window, Ed or not not Ed. What's his what's the um, what's his Dick. name? Dick. Dick. Yeah, Dick. Yeah. Yeah. When he gets shot out the window, you know he's falling, and you think it's a real human being. You know what I mean? Well, because oh, the arms are like really <laughs> way long. <laughs> I, I don't know why they chose to go with stop motion on that. Fucking it, it, it looks <laughs> it's weird. It's like the one glaring flaw. I know, in that movie. but it's fun weird. No, yeah. there's a lot of flaws in that movie. Nah, but, but there's when we were talked about this movie before when they had the actual physical statue of the Ed Two Hundred Nine. Yeah, 
and then they they went out and Phil Tippett did the animation on that who did a lot of stop motion in in Star Wars and yeah, before they did yeah. yeah in Lemony Snickets and before they decided to go CG with fucking uh, Jurassic Park he was going to do the dinosaurs um, but his stop motion puppet was was fucking like the head was yeah. a totally different shape than the big live action one. Uh, so when yeah. you look at it, you're like, what the fuck is that? How do you make that kind of mistake? Millions yeah. of dollars were spent. Yeah. How do you make that? And when, when he's falling, it's stop motion. He's falling. It, it's like clearly it looks like stop motion, but it's cool looking. Even though it doesn't look real, it doesn't look like an actual guy is falling. Yeah, because he has an extra elbow in each arm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it looks cool. I think it looks cool. But I agree, I wouldn't have gone with that choice. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a guy falling window. Can't we make it look like one of the best falling scenes is in Die Hard? Well, yeah. I mean, the thing is, is like, dude, I, I fucking I don't get. I've never got that choice in Hollywood because there are movies that come out at the same time that like they all have a guy falling out of the window. Uh huh. And and some of them they were able to do it where like you actually had a stuntman jump out onto that big fucking beanbag or whatever it was. Yeah. And so they're able to film a real person for a while and, you know, cut it or, you know, cut to a dummy at the end, you know, but there's a way of it. But I just don't understood, I never understood, like, why didn't, why couldn't you just use the fucking uh, technique that the, the good movie used? Like, <laughs> it's obviously there oh. that you could make the guy. Die Hard. Like, yeah. Yeah. When, when at the end of Die Hard, when he falls out, he's got the watch, he pulls it off and falls in, that looks perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, part of it is, oh, actually, this is cool. They're in the first Lethal Weapon, well, part of what works is it's out of focus the background uh-huh. um, because the focus is on because it's like the back the right, background is the ground right, so it's right, far right. away right so so it's you know it's just focused on him and you know obviously it was probably a blue screen that they did but yeah, it's yeah. about the how they applied the technique of the blue screen right but th- this is fun the in um, Lethal Weapon at the beginning of Lethal Weapon there's uh, this girl's all coked up and drugged up and everything and then she's dancing on a balcony and she falls mm. off and she hits a car when she falls off they obviously used a, a, a stunt man they, there were no stunt women which, <laughs> which I think they should change I yeah. think I think that they should get women they yeah. were throwing wigs on men with beards yeah it's about yeah, it's about time and, the uh uh, yeah, it's it's 2014. Yeah, it's tw- yeah. Come on, people, it's 2014 already. <laughs> so, so um, <laughs> what they did for the stunt man? Well, when when he's falling, um, they had a tarp that he fell on. What they did was they got a very large photograph of what the car, because because she falls on a car. Mm-hmm. So they got a very mm-hmm. large uh, photograph of the car that she falls on, and they put it on a mat. And they had the stuntman fall. And when I say stunt, it was a, a woman. Uh, but when I say stuntman, I just mean because I'm not going to fucking like stunt dance around person. stunt. Yeah. I'm not going to say stunt person. Um, I, I, I also say you're actor. You're going to get letters. You're going to get angry Facebook yeah. comments. I don't say actress. <laughs> I don't say actress. I say actor. Everyone that acts is an actor. But anyway, I call so, them acties. Yeah, Actingtons. Actings, yeah. A- Atkinsons. Actor, Actings. Uh, so, so when the stunt person is <laughs> is falling. And they hit the ground. They they get to maintain that shot of the body falling. Yeah. And they're actually falling against an image on a tarp. Right, right, right. And then and then when they hit it, you can. I mean, if you look closely, you can see the tarp start to fold a little bit. Well, I never but, sit any more than six inches away from the TV, so I am yeah. always looking. It's bad. Yeah, it's bad for your teeth. Yeah. And it, but uh, then it cuts to the car going. It's, it's one of the cooler things I've seen done. Now it's all right. It's CGI. Beep. 
Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know, I do that to Lauren, my girlfriend, all the time. Yeah. I just go, I just get right in her face, and I just go, go, pew, 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 pew. <laughs> she hates it. <laughs> Well, that's how you know she's a keeper. Uh, no. If she loved it, you'd be with a psychopath. Uh, I, yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, is there anything else you want to say about Little, little Chop of Horrors? Little Chop of Horrors? Uh, no. I mean, I just I wish they would do more movies that were mu- musicals. Uh, that were fun. Like, fun. Yeah, fun, fun. like, campy type. Uh, not in the way that hipsters would do it. <laughs> but like in an actual fun way. Yeah, not, not too much irony. Yeah, not too much irony. But like the right, like more of a sarcastic. Uh, just just keep the fun in it. Yeah, those movies are a lot of fun. There are really not many fun movies anymore. Yeah, that, that get made. I go to the movies all the time, and I want to. I want to have a great experience. But I did this. I did this little project, uh, maybe five years ago, where I looked at the list of I, movie releases. Yeah. By date, starting in the 80s and going all the way up until today. Mm. And (laughs) it once a month, uh, without question, once a month. Yeah. But at least sometimes once a week, there was a classic movie. Like a classic, a a movie that everyone talks about to to this day. Starting in fucking 1980. And then once you get into like the mid 90s. That trend fucking fell flat on its face. And you're like, I don't know what movies these are. Because I'm looking at every single movie that came out every single week for decades. Uh, What a a waste of time. Yeah, yeah. But but the reason I kept doing it was because I was like, holy shit, over and over again. Dude, there were weekends... When you would have movies come out in the same weekend. Like, Like Gremlins and Ghostbusters came out in the same fucking weekend. Really? That's never gonna happen again. Well, what do you like? What other movie do you know where where a plant makes a prank co- phone call? Yeah. And it's like stabbing <laughs> its fingers on yeah. the glass, like a greaser. <laughs> just like, yeah, like a plant takes a, a nickel yeah. out of the cash register and then makes a phone call. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah, no, it's fun. This movie has a lot of fun, and I I'm not sure if I've done a movie on this podcast yet that wasn't made in the '80s because that's when most of the fun movies came out. Right, right. I could be wrong about that, but I don't think I have. And, yeah. and not that I'm trying to avoid it, but I'm, this is a baby. This is a fresh show, you know. So, so I'm just starting off early, and I'm just picking all the great movies. <laughs> and then up, he checks uh, the co- <laughs> like, like everybody che- he checks the coin thing to see if there's any. any yeah, yeah. <laughs> the quarterback. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah, it's the devils in the details. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, it's all these those little touches that make everything like just the details of the design of this thing, like all the little jokes. All that little stuff. You didn't have to have it in there, yeah. but it's it's a moment that people don't forget. Yeah, you? it's not enough to just make a reference and be ironic. Like it, you actually have to be in yeah. the moment. You know, like that, that's a, that's what. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. That's why I like that comic book Chew, dude. That I'm trying to get into you. It's because it's a wicked fun. Chew, 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 chew. <laughs> blocking, blocking. I got a force field. I got a force field. <laughs> Uh, but one of these days, uh, <laughs> one, one, one of these days, Mister Doucette, I will catch you without that force field. I uh, swear to uh, it. No, because I got a uh, um, replenishing force field that always regenerates by itself, so it'll never be shut off. <laughs> but yeah, it's a comic chew, and it's it's all these people um, have have powers based on food. So some of them eat food, and they can 
tell where the food came from. So that may, but it's not just food. So if they take a bite out of somebody, they can tell what that person was doing. And it's ba- so the main character is a detective that take takes a bite out of people, takes a bite out of crime, literally. Whoa. And then he can find out, you know, whether or not they're telling the truth and, and uh, you know, solve crimes and shit. And there's people that can make things out of food, like they can sculpt chocolate um, so well that it actually becomes whatever it is they're carving. So it's That's just like, cool. yeah, it's just a wicked fun, cool new idea. And not too many people, everybody's wrapped up in making a reference to something else and blah, blah, blah. And, oh, oh, and then the other thing, you were talking about how every movie was a classic until, like, the 90s, dude. I was watching yeah. Hard to Kill the other day uh, with Steven Seagal. Oh, God. And, uh, <laughs> there's a crime about that guy. Oh, it, in the 2000s, almost all of his movies were straight to video, but the biggest crime is he had a ton of theatrical releases in the 90s. With DMX. He yeah, had, oh, he, I that think was... he did no less than three movies with DMX. DMX was a DVD one, I think. I think. No, because I went and saw it with my dad. Oh, too I bad. I went and saw no DMX. less than two Steven Seagal and DMX movies with my dad in the theaters. There's God, no way that... Damn it. But, uh, yeah, well, the other thing is, he runs, the way he runs, he just, um, he, ru- he runs like one of those people. Well, he like, hires someone to do that for him, doesn't he? The running? No, no, because there's, <laughs> not not yet. This was yeah. hard to kill, so he hadn't packed on the 320 pounds yet. Yeah. But he runs. <laughs> hard with, to kill Steven Seagal's career. <laughs> <laughs> he, the way he runs is he, he basically throws his hands up to... <laughs> Up to his biceps, so he just got this like weird noodly run where he's just like flipping his hands. But the other thing, it's like if I ever see that guy, I want to chase him. <laughs> yeah. The other thing, it's got oh, when he's when he's punching, he's just he's got the weakest. It's like a kid who didn't know how to play sports doing doing a sports movie. I don't know yeah. how the fuck he became an action star, but it's got a great line in it where the guy he's going after is a senator, and the senator like he sees a video footage of the senator going. I'm gonna take you to the bank. And that's like his catchphrase, like it's yeah. his, his like uh, I gotcha catchphrase. And Stevens goes watching the video and he's like, I'm gonna take you to the bank, Senator. The blood bank. <laughs> what to get to help him out? Does he have a know, do you have a problem? Is he having a problem with his blood? He's trying to be helpful. But it's like it's already a parody. Like that's something you would see on Always Sunny, but it's yeah. an actual McBain would say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's an actual line from an actual movie that people actually put out in actual theaters to actually make money. <laughs> the blood bank. <laughs> wow. The blood I knew blood I knew a guy that sold guitars to Steven Seagal and he would just fly up here because the guy's all right, you I was saying a lot of his movies are straight to video now. Mm. Uh, I think overseas he, they they still make tons of money, so that's where he's actually making all of his money in the overseas markets, and he's sort of getting scraping by. Here. Yeah, kind of like Michael Douglas. Yeah, just exactly like exactly Michael Douglas. like Michael Douglas. And he, so he's like loaded, fucking loaded, and he will have a yeah, but it's all in yen. Yeah, but <laughs> he'll have people fly Steven Skull down to to like private airstrips. Just to meet this guy to buy a guitar from him or whatever. So he's told wow. me stories about about him. He's like, yeah, he's a real asshole. <clears throat> he's like, he's super tall. Yeah, he's incredibly tall. And he's really mean to all of all of his people. Yeah, he's he seems like he looks like he's a dick. Yeah, I love hearing that stuff. That when when you find out about how celebrities really are. Yeah, yeah. Because I you want them all to be nice, but when you hear they're mean, you're like, yeah, I kind of thought that. Yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah, I knew it. I yeah. knew it. Now I feel better about how I judge people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Little Shop of Horrors, you probably have seen it because you got all the way to this point. <laughs> 
If you didn't, uh, good for you. Good on you. Good yeah. on you for fucking putting up with our bullshit and having no idea what we're talking yeah, about. Exactly. You <laughs> fucking freak of nature. I highly recommend it if you haven't seen it. It's what a great. It's it's the 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 songs are awesome. I you can listen. I listen to the soundtrack on my iPod. I love the soundtrack. The people actually sing. The jokes are funny. It's it's a good creature feature. It's it's got everything, man. Yeah, it's Audrey's a horror tits. movie. It's a horror movie. It's a comedy. It's a musical. Yeah, that's what I like about these these older movies, dudes. They were they were all. They didn't know. Well, they didn't know any flor- formulas yet, so they were just doing stuff that yeah. they thought was great. Throwing shit at the so, wall. Yeah, so, yeah. So you have movies like this, thankfully, where you mixed musical theater and, and fucking campy horror fun, <clears throat> and they, they it works beautifully. And Rocky Horror Picture is another great example of that. But yeah, and, and nobody nobody in charge is going to take a, a chance on a movie like that anymore because no. fucking they'll they'll look at they'll, they'll remake it. They will remake it. Oh yeah, they'll they'll remake it. Yeah, they'll remake it, and it will not be in the same spirit of the the other one because they're remaking it. So they'll they'll re- try to reboot it hardcore like they did with like Teen Wolf, where it'll be like they'll either make it a drama <laughs> or some f- hipster fucking asshole yeah. director will get a hold of it, and it'll be all references and just kitsch. Well, yeah, it's so kitschy. <laughs> one one thing that I want to say real quickly before I let everyone go, and there's a point I'm intended to bring up when we started doing this anyways was there's a really good cast and this is a lot of great cameos you have even though you're not a big Steve Martin guy you gotta admit he's, but he's great in this movie I he's love iconic this movie. yeah yeah um, so you got Steve Martin John Candy shows up in here Bill Murray um, there's I think Christopher Guest is in this movie mm. uh, as one of the reporters yeah, yeah. and uh, you you have Rick Moranis, Moranis. These these are all comedy icons of the '80s. They were probably like in their late 20s, early 30s when they were at their peak doing this kind of stuff, yeah. like movies like this and Ghostbusters and all the other great comedies that they put out in the '80s, like because they you know work together. When you look now <coughs> at all of the the comedians in film who are of that modern generation that that can apply, I I'll five more. Eh. Put them in a lineup and I'll shoot every single one of them. Like, like even though they might be funny and and somewhat talented and okay writers, they're just not as good as this. And I don't know if I'm being the old man that's talking about classic Hollywood. Like, well, you don't know movies until you see a John Wayne movie. Because I disagree with that guy. I think a lot of John Wayne movies suck. So maybe I'm old now. But but and sorry to step on no, you, no, but, but uh, uh, like people like Seth Rogen and Aubrey Plaza and and uh, um, fucking who's that comic that that uh, Aziz Aziz and sorry like all those Parks and Recreation people yeah and and uh, you know all, all of the um, the people from the the knocked up who the fuck's the director of the knocked up guy Judd all the the Judd Apatow people and I'm sorry fucking get. Give right, like I, I'm, I'm Will Ferrell, John C. Riley. Those kinds of guys are great, but they're still a little older. They're one generation ahead. <clears throat> yeah. And like all the modern generation, it, it's just fucking junk, and they're not making good shit like this. And I partially blame them because they're not fighting to get movies like like Little Shop of Horrors made, like original ideas. Yeah. We asked Seth Rogen with, with his most recent original idea was this is the end. Yeah, we all smoke pot, and yeah, I mean, but if, I mean, you can't. Funny enough, sure, but it, yeah. are, is are you gonna fucking re- remember it as fondly as you remember something like this? No, no, 
It was that's the thing. I won't. I probably won't go back to this. Is, I mean, I'll watch it if it's on, but I'm not going to be like I, I haven't bought. This is the end. <laughs> I'm not going to probably make the effort to put it in my DVD player, but I will with Love Shop Horrors because I fucking love this film. But yeah, yeah. I mean, but but then again, then you have. Oh, I know you said it was like a later generation, but you have Will Ferrell, Vince Vaughn, uh, fucking. Um, Ben Stiller, dude. Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller. Yeah, Trump but they're, Thunder, the, they're the older guys. Danny McBride. I know they're older, but you know. But you gotta you gotta remember just just. I, I mean, for my money, right now, mm-hmm. Adam McKay and Will Ferrell are really the only guys making worthwhile comedy movies. And dude, Ben Stiller, and, 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 ben, and Ben Stiller. Sometimes I, I saw his most recent. I know, I, know, I, I saw know. Walter Mitty, and I'm just like, oh, I, I, you know what? It's so sad. Okay. I, ha- I have to rip your name out of my address because <laughs> I used to like you. But, but that was that even him though, or was it? It was, it was all was, him. It was acting. It was all written. It was written, act- directed. Well, really? it was directed. Uh, and prior to that, he had a flawless directing. He directed yeah. fucking Cable Guy. Yeah, I know. Tropic Thunder, Cable Guy, yeah. and Tropic Thunder, two of the funniest. Yeah. Oddball comedy, yeah, dude. Traffic Thunder is one of the funniest fucking movies I've ever seen in my life. But I do just want to say, like all the guys you're naming, they're all great. Yeah. But they are like in their 40s and 50s. Now I'm talking about like guys like in their late 20s. I, oh, well, that's what I was gonna bring up. Is like you also got to remember just the fact of like just the way things have evolved. There's uh, you kind of the more people you're not getting you're not getting good work from people in when and they're young when they're young because. Now, it's kind of like, you know, college students don't really have a career until they're in the, the 30s or 40s, because there's, no, there's right. not that work out there for... Yeah. And I'm not going to necessarily blame them as much. I think they're part of part of the blame. Another part of the blame is, after the 80s, there was a ton of market research done. Yeah. And um, there were, you know, accountants and psychologists and shit started getting involved in filmmaking, yeah. and they slowly started to find out wh- how to squeeze the most money out of your investment. Right. Because it is an investment. It, you know, when you're talking about millions of dollars, you want to get your biggest return. And they found out it's fucking tweens. That's where all the money yeah. is. So when you go to the movies, uh, you know, I you go see like a, <laughs> a, a mainstream movie, that movie is, is, is completely designed to get most of their money from tweens, and then maybe a few older people might see it. You know? Yeah, it's, a, it's and a few younger people. Yeah, they they want to be able to go from like you know twelve to fucking eighty two. They want to they want to because oh, that yeah. means that's that's as many people as they can get. You know, because they, well, they want to do that. But even once you get like up to eighteen year olds, yeah, eighteen year olds and up are not blowing as much money as tweens. Right. Well, so cause they're all spending it on prescription drugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so when you go see something and you're you know like I'm twenty nine, I'm going I'm going to see these movies that are really designed. I, and of course, there are some movies that are made for that that they're just like, yeah, hey, I just want to make a movie that's good. Yeah, every once but, in a while, dude, they get to sneak one by. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, part of it, I, I, I hope, is a trend that's going away. Because I was saying, like, people like Christopher Nolan, he's like, dude, you can fucking make a, a movie for $200, 300000000 million and still make it adult. Yeah. Um, because before that, you know what Warner Brothers' idea of what Batman was. Yeah, exactly. You, you, you know? and, and Robert, <laughs> Robert Schumacher. <laughs> yeah. Or Joel, Joel. Joel, whatever. I, and you know what, though? I love those movies. I, Do you know I, why I love those movies? Because of... There's nothing that they they can do to make them diff- like. I get mad at a movie when I'm like, God, it could have been this, it could have been that. Yeah, yeah. Those movies were gonna be that, and that's it. That's, yeah. <laughs> and, and for what they are, they're fuck. They're solid entertainment. 
You you know how fucking hilarious it is to see Arnold Schwarzenegger in that ice uh, the um Mr. Freeze costume. Yeah, but it's only funny. Ice, ice to see you. <laughs> At least for me, I'm I'm just gonna speak for me on this because it's only funny as a memory and as and like a clip. I I, <clears throat> I cannot sit through a whole movie based on dude. It's so bad. It's funny. There's uh, I part of me actually just genuinely appreciates those movies, and I don't know how to explain it. And and if this is a debate, you win because I can't. I'm not it. trying. I'm not trying to win. I'm just yeah. simply speaking for me. Like I totally get the fact of it's so bad, it's funny. But, but yeah, I just want to say I'm not watching them in irony when I when I say that. Oh, okay, okay. It was weird. I don't know how to explain it, but I know what you're saying. Yeah, you're just <laughs> well. It's kind of like um. Oh, no, no, I don't have a good. I don't have another good example. But yeah, you just you just like, well, it's good for what it is. Yeah, it's that type of thing. Fucking, I can't. I I have a hard time putting into words. I do. I do know this. I without question, I think the scores in in Batman Forever and Batman and Robin yeah. are good. Yeah, I just think they're good scores. And maybe part of it is it's just fun, like the colors and shit on the screen. I yeah. I don't I don't well, know. I I mean, dude, even uh, I'll give Batman and Robin this. The city of Gotham was fucking cool in in Batman and Robin. It, like all those for, tall for, structures and statues yeah. of like dudes' fingers and shit. It was like stylistic and yeah. it was cool for what they were trying to do. Right, right. It's a garbage movie in in the potential for what it 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 could have been. Mm. Like like I mean, when you look at the Dark Knight, right? God, they could have been making that. Then it makes you kind of sad, but but you see what they were doing. It was like there's no change in that. Like that's what they think they there is going to be the movie for everyone. Then fucking. Let's just embrace that. Yeah, yeah. You know? K- kind of like how I felt like going into... when see the new Robocop. Or how about Watchmen? Watchmen? Would Watchmen be another good one of those? Like, yeah, well, you know, that's what it was going to be, so... That's it. K- I, yeah, nah. ki- kind of. I mean, when I look at that, I, I feel like they were they were just like... A few subtle changes for me would have made a perfect movie instead of... I look at that movie as a valiant effort. That, that's what the Watchmen is. Yeah. You know, Watchmen is for me, dude. It's it's I I love the book so much, and I don't have the time to read the whole book right now. So uh-huh. how about I'm just glad that this much is on film, so I can just go like, oh yeah, these are all my favorite parts from right. it anyway. So yeah, just fucking watch the the cliff notes of it, and I get I pretty much get the same experience because I know what it's about. So I'm, yeah. I fucking love that movie. I you know what it is for for Watchmen. The movie is the the books are grimy. Yeah, yeah, gritty and realistic, and the movie's very clean and, yeah, and shiny. It, yeah, it's painted. It's painted to look gritty, but it's not really. It, yeah, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's what I. I really th- like if someone's like, "Hey, Mark, guess what? We we listen to you complaining all the time, so we're gonna let you just start making movies." <laughs> it's like, it's oh, like, thank you so much. <laughs> oh, if that if that happens, it's like first movie we're gonna let you random guy yeah, with yeah. a computer make is is Watchmen. The first thing that I would try to do is somehow. And not do it in post production, but somehow get my hands on old film stock, mm-hmm. uh, wh- whether it's from like the just the oldest film stock you can get your hands on, because that's the stuff that's not the the most perfect. Right. And then shoot your movie with that, ah, and, and go on okay. from there. Because then you you can tell when with like the movie, um, not Quentin Tarantino's, but uh, Robert Rodriguez's shot at Grindhouse. Yeah, yeah, It was yeah. all digital shit that they put on the screen. Right, right. To, to make it flicker and stuff like that. You can tell it's all digital. Yeah, yeah. But, but if to use actual... You shot it on nitrate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I, I, the thing about Watchmen, it's like it's like yeah, they, they they try to make it look gritty, but it's more like buying a buying ripped jeans. Yeah, <laughs> that's all. It's like pre-ripped. Whereas yeah. I'm just like, no, you go Salvation Army. Yeah, yeah. That's, or, like, that's or a great you, or metaphor. You buy, or you buy a pair of Lees and you fucking wear them in. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Yourself, but yeah, no, just buying buying some Calvin Klein's. Yeah, hey, man, these are ripped. These have edge. <laughs> so I we're done talking about Little Shop of Horrors. Uh, I'm glad I had you over here. Yeah. We had a, what a ride, man. We barely talked barely about the talked movie. Barely talked about it. Just, just like I do with most of these things. Yeah, but you know what? With this movie, like, what, what would we really talk about? I just well, I, there's not much more to say other than what we did say, and then, and then we sprinkled it, it with gossiping about, uh, bitching about things. Well, the pu- the fun about this movie is is watching it and then qu- and quoting it. So yeah. you know, just fucking go watch it and and quote it with your friends. Yeah, hopefully, it's so the fun of this movie. Again, watch the director's cut. It it just got released. The <laughs> just got released on Blu-ray very re- recently. So get your hands on that. Check it out. And otherwise, just if you haven't seen it in a while, revisit it. It's fucking incredible. Yeah, it's great. And what I'm just glad that we grew up when we did. Although I'm saying that, I'm I'm probably like on my deathbed is going to be that's the day that they cure cancer. <laughs> I'm be like, oh, I kind of wish I grew up now. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> but just pop culturally, I'm glad that I grew up when I did because the, as fun as this movie is to watch as an adult, it's a lot better to grow up with it and appreciate it as a child because you know you can then come at it from different perspectives. Your simple brain then looks at it and is like, oh, this is fun, I'm a little kid. And then and you grow up with the movie and you can watch it in a lot of different ways. See see new things. And I, I think that's why I do a lot of these 80s movies on my thing because I grew up with them. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, you liked it when you were a kid at first and then you grew up and you're like, wow, this movie's real philosophical and you just appreciate like all the different levels that, that are well, involved in there. It's kind of like downloadable content with video games. You get to go, yeah. a lot of times with these movies, you get to go back and you go, whoa, there's all these other layers to it? Yeah. Holy shit, there's dick jokes? Yeah, are you yeah. fucking <laughs> kidding me? I didn't I, know there was yeah. dick jokes in this. Yeah, I didn't know what a dick joke was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, like Ghostbusters, you get to go back and and all like all. He's these trying to bang her when he goes in, into in that room, and she's laying there. That's all sexual. You're talking about when she's about to hover. Yeah. Yeah. There's all like, that sexual in you, and he's like, uh, there's, I think there's a. She says, "I want you inside me," and he goes, "There seems to be already a couple people inside you already." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. So like with these type of movies, when you grow up with them, you enjoy them first, and then it's that old thing of like, I want something new, but old. Yeah. I want I want more of the same. I yeah. want more of the same. So you get to fucking go back and go and find all the different layers and shit, and cut your new experience with life. Yeah. And go like, oh shit, that's what they were saying. Yeah. Yeah, and this is good, great movie for that. So that said, uh, thanks a lot for listening. Go to popcornbreath.net. That's where you can listen to this shit, and also fans.fm. <laughs> Those are my two places where you can find this podcast. And guess what, sons of bitches? I this shit's up on iTunes now, so you can download it and listen to it on your in your pocket your pocket brick. What are those <laughs> things called? Uh fuck. Ah Your shit. pocket brick. It's a little Yeah, uh, the discman. Dude. Little shop of whores. Fuck. Subsequent to the events you have just witnessed. Unsuspecting jerks from Maine to California Made the acquaintance of a new breed of fly trap And got-
got sweet talking to feeding it. 